This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. And then at level three, things kind of keep coming at us. So let's talk a little bit about what happens when you reach level three. Uh, level three is where you get your Pact Boon, which is the other kind of half of your subclass. Um, though there are certainly some boons in there. I think there's there's like four or five. Uh, one, two, three, uh, four. Uh, wait, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four. There's four of them. Um, and... Uh, there certainly are some things in there that seem to have uh, thematic sympathy with certain patrons, but they don't have to. These are things you truly can mix and match according to the way you conceive of your character and the story that you're telling with this character. Um, but uh, we will talk about those here in a minute uh, when we go back to the subclasses, I think is probably the best way to do that. Um, but uh, again, like I said before, these are kind of like the physical representation of your um, agreement with this otherworldly patron. And usually, just to kind of give a brief overview of that, um, it's usually magical related, right? You're going to get oh, more, yes. more casting or like not necessarily even spells, but something of a magical nature um, that is going to, to continue to surge that uh, that magic that you're borrowing through you. It just, it's going to channel it through a specific way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that those levels one, two, and three, I think are where like the majority of the warlock happens, but it, your, your, um, increases your improvements don't actually end there. Obviously you've got 20 levels to go through as a character. Um, so what happens after those first three levels, when you kind of like pump up the magic in your warlock, what do you continue to get along your adventuring way four and up? Yeah. So uh, at level four, you're going to get your ASI, your ability score improvement again at eighth level, again at 12th, uh, 16th and 19th, which is pretty standard. Um, it's uh, kind of the, the bare minimum of ASIs. Um, but then with your kind of stock warlock, you get this kind of cool feature that I really, really like called Mystic Arcanum or Arcanum. Um, and what's cool about that is that if you look back on the chart with all of your abilities by level uh, for the warlock, you'll see that your spell slots end, don't get any more powerful than level five, which feels like, oh no, I'm going to be in real trouble if I were to play a tier three or tier four adventure and have those higher levels. This is where Mystic Arcanum uh, comes into play. So you get one of these at level 11, 13, 15, and 17. And what it does is you basically, at level 11, you get a sixth level spell uh, from the Warlock spell list because the Warlock spell list does have sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth spell levels. Um, and you can cast it once without spending a spell slot. And then you get it back on a long rest. And so it's how you get your high level spells, keeping in with the theme that warlocks have very few spell slots. This is how they chose to do that top tier spells so that you're not casting all your first level spells at ninth level. Cause all now all of your spell level, all of your spell slots are ninth level. 
and they cap at five and then you get one cool thing from sixth seventh eighth and ninth level spell slots this feels a little bit like a whoopsie like mechanic where they're like oh well the way we structured this is problematic guys we we have to nerf this somehow like what if we just made a feature that does this Yeah, pretty much, because if they could kept that kind of scheme going, it would have wrecked it. And just to not give higher level spells to a, a, a predominant main spellcasting class would be mm-hmm. weird because they're not like, you know, half casters like the uh, like the Paladin and Ranger are where they don't get cantrips typically and they kind of cap out at level five for spell slots, I think this is a full caster class so what do we do and this is their solution and i, I kind of like it actually it, it makes a lot of sense it's not an extra spell slot it's just a free spell without having to spend a slot at a high level um and then at level 20 the capstone ability is the eldritch master um and basically what that does is that you can spend a minute uh kind of communing bargaining talking to your patron and you can regain all of your expended spell slots uh for the day and you can't use this ability uh until you take a long rest so not only can you take a uh short rest get all your spot your slots back at level 20 you can just take a single minute and get all your slots back but only once per day it seems like the like rich girl that's going to daddy being like daddy i maxed uh-huh. out my credit card but i really 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 want to buy this thing can you just give me one of your other credit cards please <laughs> like yes. okay fine but just this once <laughs> yes exactly which is why i started at the top of this is that they have an eldritch sugar daddy and they're a sugar baby and because that's <laughs> a little on the nose there wizards of the coast but I, i'm here for it you know so that's exactly right it, it's like the movie clueless uh so yeah Pretty much. Uh, if I remember right, too, I think we were saying it was Tasha's that has uh, some yes. amendments to um, the Warlock, where it's not necessarily um, like its own additional subclass, because, again, these subclasses are a little bit different than we've seen before, but um, kind of like uh, presenting more optional rules that if your DM allows them, if your DM acknowledges Tasha's as a legitimate source of information, however you want to word that. um, (laughs) I love it. That uh, there is some other ways that you can use some of these um, level up steps, right? Exactly. So like with everything with Tasha's, you can choose not to use it if you don't want to, but it is rules as written. It is an official source uh, and it opens up more spells as being classified as warlock spells uh, it also gives you a new pack boon option, that fourth one I was mentioning called Pact of the Talisman. And then also at fourth level, and every time you get an ASI, you can switch out um, some of your cantrips. Uh, also, it lets you change what boon you chose. So if you had Pact of the Blade, but you'd rather have Pact of the, t- uh, the Tome now, you could do that every time you have an ASI. And that's not in, in lieu, lieu of, of... Yeah, it's, it's not, not in lieu of. It's just another thing that happens at ASI. Oh, I thought it was instead of, not oh, so in addition you, to. So you could pick a feat and change out your pack, your pack bone. I mean, that's handy because then you can pick something that works really well with whatever feat you might've chosen or like, you know, because normally... Mm-hmm. It's hard because as a player, you have to walk that line between do I metagame and think about like plotting a really well-built character that runs Mm -hmm. well together? Do I play it 
in game and just level up in a way that makes sense for the character and the situation they're in, um, which can sometimes make make skills and abilities that don't work together and makes the character kind of clunky. Um, and so this option lets you play the character as the character would unfold, but still kind of massage it into something really cohesive. Exactly. And also too, it helps kind of codify what I think a lot of DMs would do anyway, where they're all, Hey, I kind of want to switch out my cantrips. I don't, I've never used this one. Can I redo that? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Because it, you didn't, you know, you, you thought things were going to go a different way and even changing your pack boon. I could see that argument, but having rules like this that give you kind of guidance as a DM is really, really helpful as well. Uh, also this new rule in Tasha's lets you change out your mystic arcanum. Uh, if uh, every time you have an ASI in case you're like, oh, I just chose poorly. I thought the spell did something different. I'd like to pick something else, please. Uh, and again, that's just, uh, I think it's kind of fun because it's about renegotiating the terms it's the of the arrangement. Yeah. But I don't alter the deal further. Um, so, yeah, it's the businessman, yeah. basically. I mean, like that would be a really fun build is like, this is essentially like a businessman. Yeah. Who's just like negotiating agreements and contracts. And like, yeah. At, at the end, remind me, you usually ask me, you know, like favorite builds and stuff to remind, to, to tell the story of my favorite warlock build I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, I'll do it at the, at the end. Cause it's, it's pretty great. Cool. Um, okay. So that is your uh, sort of missing a lot of big plot holes and gaps level one through 20 warlock. Um, you, I mean, people, can tell right off the bat that your level one through 20 um, basic build is not bad, but it, it's definitely very unimpressive compared to what we've Missing. seen with a lot of other classes. And that's right. because the majority, like I'd say at least 80%, 70, 80% of what you get that makes your warlock so powerful is going to come from your patron. And it's going to come from that packed boon. Um, which as, is that well like two as, installment program of like act now right. and for only two payments, twenty nine ninety nine, you too can be a warlock. Um, yeah, you'll get a slap <laughs> shot for free, um, uh, which is what I'm going to call uh, uh, chill touch now. Um, but uh, the also to the evocation, the invocations that you get as you level up um, as well, also further flavor and power your warlock as well. But you're right. Uh, the stuff you typically see in that kind of stock on subclassed uh class is missing because it's other places so again the right. warlock just breaks breaks all the conventions if you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice you can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. 
New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday, or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.